said, God damn. He said, all right, all right, all right. I said, let's do a podcast. Let's sit down. Let's get a coffee. Let's just talk about one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Coffee with the sun. Got a little podcast. Grab yourself a little coffee and a podcast. Mm-hmm. What's up, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Coffee with Sam podcast now i'd like to start this podcast by saying how sick is my new intro from mr luke chadwick jones that we had on the show last week and i'd like to start it with saying a big massive apology for during this um this episode a storm hit and i was filming not i was filming where things were out of my control a storm hit and we actually got some interference on the new audio system. And that's the problem with having such good equipment. When things go wrong, it can pick it up. So you start to hear a bit of rain and then also something happened in the magical powers of the world and the audio started crackling. So please bear with about 15 to 20 minutes in. It is a very, very interesting episode. Please welcome in my next guest. So what's up guys? Welcome to the Coffee with Sam podcast and welcome to my guest, Liam Wheeler. If you guys on YouTube can see this, the audio can't. The size of this man, the size difference. <laughs> How tall are you? Uh, six foot. Six foot. I'm like five, six on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so this dude is huge compared to me. Um, what do you weigh now? Uh, about 120, 120 kilo at the moment. So is that to do with, because um, of your powerlifting? that you've decided to put the, the, the weight on or uh, it's just kind of gradually creeped up over the years. Um, I compete under 125 kilo. So I'm actually in the weight for my weight class. So for people listening and viewing, uh, he is a team GB or you've competed. Uh, for? Yeah, I've, I've competed for GB once a few years ago. Um, is that, you going to go for that again or? Maybe, maybe next year. Yeah, we. Um, I was going to go out to the Europeans in September, but uh, work permitted. Well, work didn't permit that, so couldn't get a time off work. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's done Team GB for it's powerlifting, right? I've yeah, got to get so this right, you know, because you know, there's a big argument is the old Olympic lifting, powerlifting. Oh, yeah. What's this? Strong what's man. that? Strongman. So what is for, for the viewers and listeners? What is powerlifting? So powerlifting is made up of three compound lifts. Uh, you got your squat bench press and deadlift in that order um you get three attempts at each lift uh you ideally want to lift as much weight as possible per lift and then the overall biggest weight from the squat the bench the deadlift goes towards an overall total okay so you have to do three three yeah three three attempts at three lifts at three lifts and then that all goes together yeah and that's the bench deadlift squat yeah yeah for example, if you were to say squat 300 kilo, bench 200 kilo, and deadlift 300, those are your three biggest numbers. Those three get added together and go towards an overall total. That's kind of the the, uh, the general idea of powerlifting. There are um, other ways of working out, like you've got formulas and stuff like that. Which, the alpha lifts. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they're like the three big, I'm stronger than you. Yeah. Is like, uh, is it like, ideally, oh, total is king, but you'll get the, the lighter, skinnier lifters. Uh, who will prefer the formulas like Wilkes. So then rather than the overall weight going into it, their body weight, um, their age, and the weight they've lifted all gets put into a formula and they end up beating the bigger guys basically because pound for pound they are essentially stronger. Oh, okay. So so with you, you, you can be in a weight class, right? So isn't <coughs> That's that correct. the same sort of thing when, it's, when they're lighter or? Yeah. Um... Just the mathematics it comes off that they are. Yeah, so it's essentially the, the lighter guys end up benefiting over the heavier guys, even though they've probably lifted less weight. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it gets confusing, <laughs> but let's just stick with the total. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the, so it's basically how strong you are. So if your bench was bad, you could go into an event like a deadlift and be like, well, I need to lift this much yeah. to be able to catch whoever's in, in front of me. Yeah, so for example, when I competed at the British Championships last year, um, I after the squat and the bench, I was actually in first position. Um, on the subtotal, I was slightly ahead of the other two guys that were in second and third. 
but I knew they were big deadlifters. They were like 350 plus deadlifters and I didn't unfortunately get the squat that I was after. So they, uh, they then claimed it back on the deadlift and I ended up in third position. Oh man. And deadlift is one of your main events, right? Really? Um, squat for me. Squat. squat oh. Yeah. I had, I had, um, a big setback in 2017, my deadlift, um, just competing at a charity event, just casual bit of fun. And my back went, um, end result of that being two I think it's two slightly perforated discs in my in my lower back. Oh nice. So, so is that so is that a mental thing now you think or it was. It was I've I've only really started progressing with deadlift I would say since early this year. And it's just a mental setback of how bad it felt oh, and... massively yeah. <laughs> I, I could I could approach a bar with whatever weight on it and, and quite easily talk myself out of lifting it. So powerlifting is literally banging as much weight on on your on the three big lifts on your upper body, you squats your whole body, deadlifts your whole body, but pulling. Yeah, and seeing how much can you deal with that? Basically, yeah. You've just said about your discs. What other side effects do you get from from powerlifting? Like that's a lot of strain. Are you yeah. training how many times a week? Um, at the moment it varies. On a normal week, uh, three times a week. Um. At the moment, well, last week I trained five days. Um, as I mentioned to you, I tore my quad a uh, week before last. So I'm trying to currently rehab that at the moment. Was that squatting? Yeah. And just go? Just or yeah, trying to, no, trying no to, pre-warning. Trying um, to be ultimate alpha? Or was you just... <laughs> I, I was warming up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't even have anything heavy on the bar. I had, oh. um, I mean, it's 205 kilo. So relatively light for me. And yeah, come up at the bottom of the squat and I just felt something pop in my leg. Um and yeah, end result of that being a quad tear. Oh, is it, is it sore in itself? Is it bad? Is it how bad is it? Um, yeah, so that happened a week ago on Saturday, just gone. Uh, since then, I've, I've managed to squat twice, um, only 140 kilo. Um, but other than the squat, I can still bench fine. I can still deadlift fine. Um, I actually deadlifted a, a lifetime PB on Saturday. Pulled 300 <laughs> for the first time with a quad tear. So, yeah. so. <laughs> so your quads have said, nah, the hamstrings are like, we're going to have to back this up, man. Like, <laughs> Basically. Poor, poor hammies are just That's like it, burning. Yeah. So straight away, we've had two side effects already. We've had this popping out. Yeah. We've had muscle tear, muscle, big muscle tears. So it's not like a a shoulder tear, a forearm tear. Yeah. It's a, so that's a big muscle group tear. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm quite lucky really because... Is only a small tear. Um, the bruising only started coming out this this past weekend. So the bruising has took six seven days to come out, which is a good sign. Um, pardon me, <laughs> which is a good sign. Good manners, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, he might be six foot out of a big beard, but he's got manners, guys. He's got manners. Yeah, so that was a good sign with the bruising taking so long to come out because um, oh, do you know about muscle tears? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So, when you're tearing muscle, essentially it's the ligament that's being torn. Um, if it was a, a full rupture, a full tear, uh, the bruising would come out quite early because obviously with the ligament being torn, it would bleed quite badly. The blood comes to the surface quite soon and would show bluey kind of purple. Um, the bruising I've got showing, I've got a little bit of bluey purple coming out, but the, the majority is like a greeny yellow. So therefore, showing it's it's older blood. It's took a bit of time to get to the surface. So it's probably just a small tear somewhere, um, which is kind of good news, I suppose. And is um, is that good to go back to training straight away, or is it better to rest? Is it better to um, like you can but, show you can show? I take it it's not you're not in pain when you're deadlifting, which obviously your quads are getting involved when you deadlift. But if you're not in pain, then yeah. So the only pain I really go through is is during the squat and near the bottom of the squat. It's getting a little bit tight on the quad. Um, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't really say it was it was too painful. It's, it's it's bearable. It's manageable. So is that just an ego? Like I'm going to carry on training, or is that a, I've been advised to carry on training? Because um, we hear about rest, don't we? And rest coming into it. A lot of rest is important. Stop this yeah. overtraining. Stop going all out all the time when you're injured to try and rest. But obviously, all the time, the first thing I say to a sprained ankle is walk on it. Yeah, <laughs> that on it. That was yeah. To be fair, that was essentially what my coach told me. He says just keep moving on it. Keep you know. Don't let it, it uh, seize up. Don't just uh, essentially advise me not to rest. So um, kind of beginning of last week, I started on just some bodyweight squats uh, with a 10 kilo plate. Each day kind of crept it up. Which is still pretty heavy because you weigh what? 
um, yeah. <laughs> With it, you weigh, you already weigh yeah, a lot. It's like five percent of my body weight, or something like Probably that. Probably what I'm squatting right now. I've been in the gym for about six uh, months, but yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I did some body weight squats with a 10 kilo plate, then crept it up to 15 the following day, 20 the day after. Um, eventually worked my way up to an empty bar. Um, the, the bars we squat on are 25 kilo bars. So yeah, worked up to some uh, some front squats with an empty bar, and then come Saturday, just gone, um, did some front squats up to 45 kilo. That was looking good, feeling pretty good. Uh, so then we we did some back squats, did some high bar squats, uh, did 75 kilo was fine, went up to 105, uh, that was fine, and then yeah, then we just left it there, went on to deadlift, went on to bench instead. So it's, yeah, so it's showing that like not not yeah. resting is probably doing you a favor. Yeah. Uh, to like you say, keep the blood flow going and keep working, um, which is it's obviously it's a hard thing to to think about doing because you're always told to rest you're always told to ice yeah, you're always told if, to relax if you used to go to a doctor they'd say rest it ice it don't don't overstrain it but that's just the easiest thing for, for them to say though isn't it because yeah. they, they're not going to look after you that's whereas it, you've yeah. got someone looking after you that's it. so they can do that because you can go back to them weekly and they can go actually what we've said last week's not working let's mm. change it where a doctor don't want to see you again that's it yeah <laughs> so just like you struggle to get in yeah in they're the like they're getting their, their their pay rise for keeping you out the hospital so they're saying bro go home and sit down for six weeks and i'll see you in six <laughs> weeks but then by then <laughs> you seized it, yeah. up you sat down the muscles gone hella tight and, and then you've, you've, you've gone backwards, really. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about side effects. Um, I want to go back to your Instagram post. Instagram post, a blood coming out your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that about? So we've seen, obviously, we've seen Eddie Hall when it comes out his nose on that, on that yeah. mega deadlift. We've seen a lot of people up there, a lot of videos going around when they're doing like Olympic lifts, they're catching it's, uh, their eyeballs popping. Yeah. I've never seen it come out of someone's forehead. Um... Yeah, I've, I've I've seen once or twice where people have bled from the chest uh, and stuff like that, and I think it's just down to the pure pressure buildup. Or why it happens, I don't know, um, but it's it's usually just a blood vessel that pops. It doesn't hurt. I can't feel it. It's not until someone screams at me, "Oh my god, you've got blood dripping from your head!" Uh, that I know it's actually <laughs> happened. And yeah, same thing. Yeah, that's on, normal. Yeah, like... it's, it's normal. <laughs> so, does that not scare you? In fact, that was in your it's your head. That's pressure yeah. in your brain. Um, like I don't I don't really think too much about yeah. it to be honest. Like, and the pressure is clearly because you're not breathing. Yeah, that, that's probably what it is. It's just that although it is you know, you know, three, four, maybe five seconds of, of no breath, a lot of pressure build up. Um, I suppose it's got to come out somewhere, and the blood vessels decide to give up and just pop. I think I think it coming out my chest. I wouldn't be um, too too bothered about that. But it came out of my head. Yeah, I think that worried me a little bit. <laughs> Did it not worry you all? Or it's it's not the even first time after? it's happened. Yeah, it's it's happened. It doesn't happen regularly, um, but it's definitely happened more than a handful of times in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wipe it off and forget about it. And that's it. Yeah, and you start forgetting things a few days later, and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I should stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I say, I, I at the time I don't know it happens. I can't feel nothing. Nothing actually pops that i can feel yeah, yeah um i just put it down to pressure build up blood vessels giving up and just deciding to leak a bit of blood i suppose so what's that like so was that a pb was that it was a pb event for that wasn't that day it was like oh blood out my head but i got a pb yeah Great. um <laughs> yeah so that day i pulled uh 290 kilo for a double um my one rep max at the time was 292 and a half so i just doubled two and a half kilos less than my one my one rep max Oof. So, so you kind of forgot about the blood, yeah, and got a bit kind excited. Of, kind of didn't really matter at the time because <laughs> I, was, I was pretty, uh, pretty buzzing to get the get the, the PB. So, what makes you want to see how much you can pick heavy weight up for as much as you can for so many reps? What makes you want to do that? What gets you out of bed in the morning to want to do that? Because apart from your job, that's it's really it's life. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a big hobby of yours. And uh, knowing you for a while, and we'll get back into your past. But what makes you want to do those three big lifts? Um, food. That's a good question. Yeah. Much, yeah, I'm very, I'm very food motivated. Eat as much as you want. <laughs> um, that's a good question. I, I like the challenge, I suppose. I mean, obviously, I, I started the gym when I was 20, 21. Uh, did a few years as a bodybuilder. It didn't really work out for me. And I always liked the idea of lifting heavy weights. So 
kind of growing up, uh, always watching the strongman that's always on the TV at Christmas, you know, um, seeing little bits and bobs of like, you know, weightlifting on the Olympics. Um, I kind of didn't really know a whole lot about powerlifting, but always liked the idea of, of moving big weights and being strong. Now, when I first started powerlifting, I didn't consider myself to be very strong at all. I was never a strong bodybuilder. I was never shifting big weights. You're always tall though, weren't you? You always had... Oh, yeah, I've always had that. A, a build. Yeah. You, know, you can just tell that someone's... Unless they are like the guys that you say that are a bit lighter. Yeah. I'm not going to say skinny to wind people up yeah. because I think I've lost about 5 kg <laughs> since I stopped training and going to cheer, man. I've, I was like 80 kg. I'm now like 73. I'm like, oh. Um, so we're not going to say skinny, but the lighter guys, they... They're they're just like strong, but you know, and you can just tell, like like your your thoughts. Yeah, and you're, oh, you're, yeah. You're, you've just got that build. That was like it. You yeah. always, since I've known you, you're always t- tall and wide. Yeah. Um. Do you think that could be an aspect of why you ended up going that route? Possibly, yeah. Possibly. I, I say I just I always like the idea of of being strong, of of moving big weights, of the the constant challenge of you know, kind of, I suppose, twelve months ago. I would sit there and I wouldn't think I'd be where I am now. I wouldn't think I'd be uh, lifting the weights I am now. But, you, you know, you just you keep progressing, you keep uh, chipping away. And before you know it, you're lifting numbers and lifting uh, weights that you never would think you would ever do. And having to go into such a dark place, do you think that could have come from, has it come from an experience? Yeah, in it, life? Takes, it takes a, uh, a certain individual to do what I do, to do what we do. Um, I mean, there are, you know, powerlifting is for anyone. There are certainly people that will just come and do it as a bit of fun because they enjoy it. But, um, you know, when you take it as seriously as I do and as seriously as the people I, um, I associate with, do, you, we all have different ways of, of dealing with, you know, pre-lift thoughts, pre-lift feelings. Um, do you think that could have, like, because of what you have to do, get yourself in such a dark place, do what you're doing? Yeah. Do you think that, is it, does it come from somewhere? Like a something as a child or something as a like, do you know what I mean? Or like as a like maybe you failed at bodybuilding, so you're yeah. like, oh, I need to succeed at this. Like, because like you say, you have to go into a sickening place to do PBs. Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, I suppose growing up. Because um, if you look at the people too, they're all the same sort of people. Yeah, that do powerlifting. Yeah, man. very all, very similar look. Very yeah, similar appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I say it's same sort of mindset too. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose growing up, uh, I've done various sports played football athletics um, you used to do Freddie Old Javelin didn't you yeah that was it I used to com- compete for Tamworth um, and I was always very not very good at those sports very mediocre I mean football I was never great at Javelin I was okay at only being quite young um, bodybuilding was never had the genetics for wasn't very good at so I suppose with powerlifting could you like um, well yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> I'll get eating too much um, dieting uh, powerlifting so it's that just stubbornness, really. You know, you're gonna tell me I can't do something, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Yeah. Um, and and kind of, you know, those, those previous sports I took part in, not being very good at that, I finally found something which I absolutely love, uh, and is the reason I get out of bed most days. And I just want to be as good as I can at it, and I'm gonna keep chipping away at those numbers until I get to where I want to be. It is fun as well, though. Like I was always stuck in it. I was asking about where it could have come from. Is I had the the thought of when I like I quit cheer. Yeah. And obviously, I had nothing to train for. And then I'd done the whole dieting, which caused bad things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and all that stuff. And then I actually came back. I did do powerlifting, but I was trying to up my bench, up my squat, <laughs> up my deadlift. And I got to eat. Yeah. And I always found dieting hard because I like to eat. So this was easy for me. And I could, I was just stacking weight on, mm. and it wasn't always bad weight. People, like you said, in like a few, four, three or four weeks after, like you look bigger, like, and I naturally just been starving my body. Like, yeah, I know your muscles fill up with glycogen and all that stuff, but you put a lot of fat on quickly, oh, you yeah. know, not as quick as your muscle. But I, I just felt strong. I, I felt, you know what I mean? I felt mm. good, and yeah. in my head, it felt good because I had a goal of I was eating for a reason, not yeah. I need to not eat because I've got do this yeah. and like stop myself eating gotta, to be healthy and i was still healthy and i got a bit plump but you could see the the effects of it and my numbers were going up yeah. and up and up and up and up and up um, and i was actually like energized for training whereas for years it had been dieting it had been even for cheer it was like i want to be energized for training 
But then it's like, well, we've got a comp soon. I might have my top off. Mm. We're going to World soon. It's in Florida. Yeah. I'm like, I, and it, I wasn't thinking performance. Yeah. And that's why now I'm so big on it. When I remember like the first time at Worlds and someone said to me, the coach was like, oh, Sam, can you help the team? What should we do with nutrition? And I said, eat. <laughs> eat. Yeah. I said, because the last three weeks, half of them haven't been eating, especially the girls. Oh, God, yeah. Because they need to look good. Yeah. Um, so powerlifting was, I, did, I didn't do powerlifting. I did your free lifts yeah. and ate a lot of food. And I loved it. It was such a, a good, I think you, if you go the other way, you could be too big. Mm. If you're not lifting the numbers and actually looking after yourself, but it was nice just to eat and have energy to train and like yeah, people say oh you can still have energy and have abs and this that the other, but it was nice how fast the numbers were going up yeah. as well because I could eat for that goal, not eat for losing weight. That's it, yeah. Um, so that's why I was just wondering, like if you if it had come from maybe the, the bodybuilding being so strict for so long. I remember you coming to my birthday parties, mate. With bloody broccoli or something in a tub. Yeah. I'm like, bro, have a beer. And you're like, I can't. I'm competing in like eight weeks. I'm like, eight weeks. Eight <laughs> weeks is a long time. Like, yeah. And you never get that time back. Like, and I understand bodybuilding, but I'm glad that it is coming better where people are eating a bit different now. It's not just so plain because people aren't losing their lives to gain something special in their lives with the bodybuilding. I think uh, with bodybuilding as well, if, if you're not careful, it can lead to a lot of. Um, a lot of body dysmorphia, um, mental, yeah, mental health. Issues. Yeah, like I say, that's what I think. Why it was so nice for me to powerlift. Yeah, because I've been dieting for so long. Kind like, of. Not even. Body, yeah. Not even in the bodybuilding. If I think back to the first time I went into a gym, you're looking like twelve, thirteen years ago, and I was like, like I had a go at the powerlifting two years ago. So you're looking ten, eleven years of trying to be lighter mm, always trying to look a certain way yeah uh, and trying to be lighter yeah. and and just be something that i wasn't because like i say i've got an appetite absolutely mm, like, biggest it, yeah. appetite <laughs> like, like i said with, with powerlift it takes a certain individual to uh to powerlift i think the same with bodybuilding bodybuilding is from my brief experience it's, it's a lifestyle it's 24 yeah i think if you can do it and i've got a lot of friends who who do it very well and if you can do it and keep control of your mind then it's fine yeah I think with bodybuilding, it's a lot easier to lose track of where you're actually going and oh, why yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, you can go end up going down that rabbit hole, and before you know it, unhealthy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I enjoyed bodybuilding when I did it. Um, I enjoyed the style of training. Um, I enjoyed seeing the, the progression. Uh, where, you know, as slow as it may be. Um, but yeah, so I, did, I did a couple of, of local shows that were just run by the gym, and very soon realised bodybuilding just wasn't for me. Um, and then there was kind of that transition period. Then of you're like me, on. mate. You're always a plump kid. You're always <laughs> yeah, a plump it. kid like me, that's mate. It, yeah. No good um, I, I never had the genetics for bodybuilding, so I tried my luck with something else instead. Took up powerlifting. Uh, I think it was middle to, to back end of 2016, and very very quickly fell in love with it. And kind of early early 2017, and I was diving straight into my first competition. I think as well, it's not not taking anything away from it, but it's not simpler because there is so much programming that goes into it. Yeah. But it's, I think it's so much more enjoyable because there's a lot less, like bodybuilding, you've got to do 20 bloody different yeah. exercises to, to make this, this doubt pop, that doubt pop, mm. the other doubt pop, this little muscle pop. Whereas powerlifting, yeah, you are doing your auxiliaries on, on other days, yeah. but you can go in, well, I'm benching today. That's it, yeah. I'm squatting today or I'm, de I'm deadlifting today and it, you just go in get all your warm up and all that which is obviously getting a lot more scientific and stuff but you can just get in get it done yeah I, I agree with that to a certain extent um, but again kind of prepping for a comp you know each day each week you've got um, certain numbers certain reps you need to be hitting or you know your coach is telling you to hit to get that overall one rep max that you're after so if you're someone like me, um, I I overthink squats a lot because uh, with with me, squat is squat is my, my main lift. Squat is the one I enjoy the most. Yeah. So um, that's weird because I'll ever see DC deadlift. Yeah. I have um I've not squatted anything really, but too heavy. That in could be going back to your injury though. That you want to deadlift more because you want to get that deadlift back up. Yeah, um, whereas it. your squat, you just enjoy it. Yeah, squats always come quite naturally to me, even even before powerlifting. Um, I yeah. used to always enjoy squatting. Um, 
never used to really deadlift much. And as I say, I had that big setback in 2017 with my back. And it's just been a very, very long road to recovery. Um, even to a point where some people have asked me, you know, like, why, why is your squat so far ahead of you? Are you deadlift? I'm like, well, you know, having to explain the back injury, having to explain the, uh, the, the mental side effects of it all. And you can tell it's mental because if your back was weak, you wouldn't be able to squat. Yeah. You oh just yeah, fold. You collapse in the middle. Yeah. So yeah, when my when my back did first initially go, um, I wasn't able to squat or deadlift for about three months, um, to a point where I just completely cut them out altogether and had to rebuild my squat and deadlift from sixty kilo upwards. And it was a, uh, it's a very long, very slow process. That's that's, that's the crazy thing with with the body, but we don't realise like that's because it's your spine. Your brain remembers that shit, man. It's like, oh, that yeah. hurt. That was nearly hurt my spine. Mm. We're going to, I ain't letting that again. <laughs> and that's, they say mental as in like you, but that's your body just remembering. This movement did this mm. to me. That's and it, that's yeah. my spine, which is that your body doesn't care about your limbs. It cares about your spine. And right. it, you, that's why backs go so easy is because the body's just trying to protect. And then it will remember that. Yeah. And it will say, dude, this ain't happening again. Um, and it'll, it'll just stay there until you overcome it. To, to let it know like or not overcome it so the brain knows oh, it's, it's not going to do it again yeah. it's being nice to me yeah and as I say it, it took me a, took me a while um, it's took me best part of two years to, to kind of shake that mental that mental image of oh you know what happens if my back goes again to a point now where I am I am very confident deadlifting again and these kind of last um, eight nine maybe ten weeks in massive progress on my deadlift you know I've been doing numbers and reps that I've never done before and didn't think I would be doing with a torn quad yeah and that <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah so hopefully they should start to go up even more in the quads yeah fingers crossed um I think and that just shows what exactly that just proves what I've just said like I, I might be wrong about the brain but I know it remembers stuff so like your quad it's not around the spine mm-hmm. so you guys like, oh let's just keep yeah, going but well, your back's yeah. the spine so your brain's like no, 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 stop yeah, it. So your back goes, that's it. It's going yeah. to cause you a lot of problems. Wants to, wants to look after it. So we talked a lot about food. What, do you know what calorie intake? Do you prep, how, how do you do, how, I know everyone's yeah. different. Do you I, do it by calories? Do you do it by just eating? Yeah, basically. I was, I was kind of keeping a rough, uh, rough track of my calories a little while ago. And on average, I was consuming around about 4,000 calories a day. Um... I would love that. Yeah, quite easily as well. Um, I was I was trying to put a little bit of weight on at one point. I was trying to get up to about 127 kilo. Um, and I was I was sitting around about 122, 123 on a heavy day. Um, KG? Yeah, that's it. So that guys, was... just to let you know, I know I said the size difference. <laughs> I'm 73 kg. <laughs> He's 122. Yeah. He's like double me. He's just eating me. <laughs> like <laughs> you might be able to see it on camera, but forget height. Like the size difference is 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 amazing. So, what does food look like for you? Um, let's go type of food, and then let's go like a day I of think food. Just, I think like a normal person, really. If if anything, I always think to myself, I don't eat enough. So, is it very healthy? Um, it's moderate. So. I mean, for example, this morning, well, so this morning, early on this afternoon, uh, when I got back home, I cut myself a sausage sandwich, sausage, bit of egg, bit of cheese, bit of red sauce. Dinner, um, last night, for example, I had chicken, chips, curry sauce, uh, and then I always take food to work. So last night I took to work with me some uh, uh, two-minute rolls that you put in the microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, took a microwave for curry as well and then i have a few snacky bits like crisps chocolate um a few biscuits and stuff so i kind of think it's it's very much like what a normal person would eat you know a normal everyday going person so you but, think are you thinking more calorie intake than protein carbs fats yeah ideally just trying to get calories in um as i said because most of that didn't sound seem too healthy there's no vegetables in there I've never been a, a veggie eater, <laughs> even even before the the powerlifting, the bodybuilding. I was about um, to say yeah, so the bodybuilding was definitely never yeah, going to work. <laughs> I I used to force myself to eat you know, things like broccoli and stuff when I uh, powerlifted, and I didn't necessarily not enjoy it, but also didn't really enjoy it. It's just kind of. Could that be a mental thing from the bodybuilding? Uh, well, possibly. Did you force yourself to probably eat yeah, it. Yeah, quite possibly, but plain. Even with it, nothing on it. Yeah. 
I think even even before that, I've just never been a massive uh, massive vegetable eater. Very much a, a meat and potatoes kind of guy, and that's it. <laughs> so do you not think you do you not think you lack lack your minerals and vitamins um, uh, from not eating your vegetables? Oh, do you think that could up your performance, help your performance? It possibly could, yeah. But um, I've never really experimented with that. So would that be? I know you said you competed, yeah. but would that be something that you'd probably look to do if it got real serious, like you're actually competing all, obviously I know we can't compete much of the time, but like, say when you compete for GB, that's once. Yeah. Say you'd gone to Europeans and then maybe that was back to back to back and you were competing mm. a lot more. Do you think that that would be something you'd look for? Like, If, yeah, if I knew it was definitely going to benefit me and if it's going to give me results, then yeah, 100%. Meat and potatoes, sounds so American, that does. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's meat and potatoes. Yeah. Um, that's just weird to, to hear um, you don't smash the veg. Yeah, a lot of people say that to me. Um, and to me, it's just normal. It's just. It's definitely why bodybuilding wasn't for you. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So you don't split up carbs, fats, proteins. You don't look how much protein you have in a day. I know you've been doing it for so long. You you can't eyeball stuff correctly, but you can yeah. say, "Well, I've had about three meals of protein in today." Do you split all that up? No, I admittedly I'm very lazy when it comes to the nutrition side of things. I I eat when I'm hungry, really, and that's about it. I don't, I again going back to the bodybuilding days, forcing myself to eat eating every three hours. So yeah, do you eat a certain amount of meals a day, or do you just like I say you, yeah, do you literally just eat I, when you're hungry? I would say I'll probably try and get three, four meals a day in. Um, you know, I'll try and eat at least three, four times a day. Um, you know, by whatever means possible. So you just heard that, guys. He's 122 kg, and he only eats three to four meals a day. So this government basic of you have to eat three a day, yeah. that's why we have a lot of problems. Like, you, you don't have to eat any certain amount. And if you can be 122 kg, only in the government guidelines and yeah, meals per day, then um, that's a, it's a big eye-opener, Yeah, really. Like, I know your meals are probably like... A bloody service tray mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time like portion size but it just shows that i mean someone you've your size six foot 122 kg you'd think that would be like a like six meals a day mm, yeah. of this many thousand calories well, it's not it's four thousand calories i've had lightweight clients on four thousand calories yeah, um and only three to four meals a day like it shows you don't have to do that Oh yeah, six, definitely. seven, eight, yeah. like massive plates full of food all the time. Mm. Um, so that's 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 good good for you to say. Um, any ideas of competitions this this year? Obviously, I know the year is very yeah flat um, back at the moment, really. So I, I did get to compete earlier in the year. I got to, I got to compete uh, back in March uh, at an event called Tattooed and Strong, and that was just a bench press and a deadlift comp. Um, but since then, there's been nothing. Um, as I said, our, the federation I compete for, um, our Europeans went ahead. That was in Slovakia. Um, Is that the one you were meant to be going to? Yeah, that was it. I was having the time off work, unfortunately. Um, but the, again, the fed I'll compete for now in this country, just radio silence. They've, they've not announced anything. They've not given any suggestions. And the frustrating part of that is there's um, another federation which is quite close to the one I'll compete with. So it's kind of almost like the, the rival federation, I would say. Um, they're starting to run competitions again in this country. So they've already run three, maybe four comps um, in, in England. They've got one coming up in December in North Wales, in Rill, which I've got some friends competing in. Um, but you yeah. you, is it rival? Like, did, can you not go to that one? I could if I wanted to. Um, but it's just a whole having to sign up to a different federation, having to pay sign-up fees, blah, blah, blah. Um and not only that, I often find it that the, the judging and the reference standards in that said federation aren't always great. Aren't always up to Ooh, scratch. politics! Yeah, yeah. Also, so <laughs> politics has even made its way into powerlifting. Like, oh yeah, massively. How how can you sure you pick it up or you don't pick it up? Um, yeah. So with powerlifting, that there are guidelines and rules to go by. So, for example, with the squat, you have to squat to what we call depth. So depth is judged by the, the hip crease being below the top of the knee. So again, when you squat, when you bench, when you deadlift, you've got three referees, three judges, you've got a centre ref, 
and two sides. Um, and on the squat, the sides will be looking for that hip crease to be below the top of the knee. Now, what I think the hip crease below the top of the knee would be and what you think are two different things. So, and again, this is where the whole social media comes into it because you'll get someone that records from a different angle to what the judge is looking at. The judge might think it looks a good lift, but on the camera, it might look like it's not the depth. So it's what we call high. It would be a high squat. That gets posted on social media. Everyone trashes that lift. But in reality, they wasn't there. They wasn't in that judge's seat. And yeah, that, that, that happens quite a lot. In power well, and it can happen as in like um, that your favourite. So say if you went to compete for this opposite competition, they'd be like, well, yeah. Mr. Wheeler competes at the other comp, let's, let's um, be a bit more biased. Yeah, I've seen that happen. With with the the more, you know, the bigger name powerlifters, the, the ones that are kind of up there being world-class, um, it, it's definitely happened. It happened. It actually happened to uh, to my coach um, about two, three years ago. And he'd put in a great squat, put in a great bench, just needed the deadlift to round up. I think it would have been the biggest raw total in the UK at the time. He deadlifted, uh, I want to say 402.5, maybe 407.5. And that's kilos, by the way. Um, to me, to a lot of other people, perfectly good lift. But the two side refs reckon they seen downward movement in the bar and they red lit it. Nearly half a ton. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Five hundred or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, five hundred half a ton. Yeah. Oh my god. And this is what's what's downward what's downward movement in the bar. So with the deadlift, the bar can only continue going upwards. Um, it can. I think it's allowed to pause briefly, but if there is any kind of pause in the bar and it stops moving upwards, um, you can get red lit red lit for that. Well, as you've so you've you've hit the hole at the bottom. Yeah, you hit low, your hips below your knees. You're on the way back up. You then can't stop. Yeah, basically, that's that's the same with squat, bench, and deadlift. So when it's so with the, with the squat when it's coming back up, it can only go up. Yeah, it can't pause. It can't come back down. Bench, same again. It's come off the chest. It can't go down. There's no. There's oh no yeah, one. and the same again. Like your you you going slow could be a pause to me. Yeah. And vice versa on a judging panel. So even if it wasn't biased, that's still hard. Like I never even looked at it like that. Like yeah. So as as I said, there are certain guidelines, certain rules you have to abide by. Um, I could say, I, 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 you could say, well, that's stopped. And I could say, well, no, he's just grinding that out. It's yeah, still moving slowly. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, they these um, the, the, the two side rests reckon they seem downward movement in the bar. When if you look at it, the only movement in the bar was was the whip. The whip of the bar and oh, okay, yeah, yeah, there's so much weight on it. That's it, yeah, because with the um, with the deadlift bars being slightly longer, slightly thinner, when you've got you know 200 something kilo each side, the bar is going to flex and, and whip, what we call whip. So, um, yeah, there was, there was a bit of a slight bar whip, but certainly no downward movement. He was then disallowed that lift and missed out on his uh, on his, his biggest total in the UK, unfortunately. <sighs> yeah, and you see, you see that happen. I think that's that's always going to happen. That's why, like, obviously, not yeah, like football, rugby, things like that are so big because it's obvious the yeah. ball went in the back of the net more than the ball went in the back of the other net. Yeah, that's it. Whereas that's all these it. other sports where it can be, or like running, you got over the line before him. Oh, sound. Yeah. Whereas there's like there's so many like like, like your sport, like I don't know, we cheer too. There's just so many grey areas and so many because it's judging. It's like well, everyone yeah, is different. That's it. He yeah. thinks different to him, and he thinks different to her, and he's. That that's the problem with not the problem, but obviously why your your football, your rugby, is all that stuff is so up there because it's just so easy to judge. Mm-hmm. It's oh, obvious. Yeah, obviously without VAR on that these days. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got, it's not that easy at the moment. But obviously, to who won and who lost, it's obvious. Yeah. Oh. Um, that sucks, and it's and I never really looked at it like that, and I never really knew um, that obviously that there was so much they're looking at. So with the three different lifts, what are they looking at? First, let's go bench first. What are the judges looking for? Um, Okay, so the the federation are competing. You will unrack the the weight. You will then be told to start. So bring the the bar down to the chest. Once once you get to the chest, you pause. You then wait for the press command. So once essentially once the weight is dead on the chest, the the ref the centre ref that is essentially behind you will will tell you to press. So then you must press. Um, you will see some people that they'll pause on the chest, and when they press, they'll 
sink it a little bit more then press to try and get a bit of momentum not allowed that's to. not allowed no. although it, i have seen it pass uh, <laughs> yeah so when you're told to press the bar has to come up in obviously in an upward motion can't um can't stop can't come down um you are pretty sure as well you must lock out at the same time so you're not allowed one arm to lock out before the other i think you get, you oh, get okay, yeah, yeah. That. you have to lock out at the same time yeah um if you hit the the racks behind you and that deems to have helped the lift you can get rid of it for that um, you would have dropped it otherwise. Yeah, that's it. And you'll see some people that, that it's not intentionally done, but if they go backwards, they hit the rack and it looks as though the rack has kind of helped them get the lift up. Um, you get rid of it for that. And then, yeah, once completed the lift, the referee will tell you to rack. You then put the, the weight back in the rack and that's it. It's down to the, the three rest. And that's so hard having to do when you're told. Yeah, like it's kind it off, of get it in ex- your head, ex- come down. Explain like that. It sounds like a lot, but it kind of happens so quickly. You just kind of you're waiting and listening for the start, for the press, for the rack. Do you remember, so it's on your chest. If you're coming down, you've hit it. You know to dig your feet in and to, to press. Yeah. When you're waiting. Yeah. Now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of the, I mean, a lot of the time, as soon as the, the bar, the weight Touches is dead on the like chest, go. that's it. Yeah. Um, Same again. That could be different for well, this is it, yeah. people. The dude could be tired by the end of the day. Be you go on, you could be like... Oh shit! Yeah, go, go, go <laughs> yeah. press. Like That's left it, yeah. you a few seconds. You when you compete quite regularly, regularly in, the, in a federation or in the same federation, you soon get used to it. You soon learn who you want as your centre ref on bench. <laughs> put it that way, because there there are certain refs that as soon as the bar has touched the chest and it's it stop moving, they're happy. They will tell you to press. I've also seen some others that will quite literally give you a, a one or a two count. Just leave you there. Yeah, for whether it's only like one or two seconds, it, it feels like a long time. Oh yeah, so a lot when you you're still loaded. Yeah, exactly. Everything's still loaded exactly. up. Like, yeah, you're not moving. There's still static tension. Still, your muscles are still working. Like, yeah. So, is that the same for basically the squat and the deadlift too? Um, Just move it from point A to point B cleanly. Pretty much, yeah. So, again, with the squat, you, you'll unwrap the weight. You'll get told, told to squat. Um, you then must squat to sufficient depth. Um, there's no upper core. You just come up when you think you're, you've, you've hit certain, uh, a certain depth. Yeah, and as long as it's a clean lift, as long as there's no downward movement, um, there's no foot movement forwards or backwards. Uh, yeah, that's it. And then once you're at the top of the lift, once you're stood, uh, knees are straight, knees are locked, you know, you're upright, the referee will tell you to rack. And then again, the, 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 the three refs have like a little button in the hand which they decide it's a white or red light. So apart from it coming off like um, wonky, Obviously, which I take it is the same for the deadlift and the yeah. bench too. Like, if it's wonky, the judge could red light it. Can they, can they um, mark, like, it's not really marks, is it? It's just lights, right? Yeah. Um, can they do it for form? So, say if, like, some dude just rocks up, his ass gets in the air, yeah. but he deadlifts the whole thing with his legs straight, yeah. and he's no, that's it. back that's, Yeah, it, it might not be very um, appealing Pretty. to the eye. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, as long as the weight is lifted from point A to point B. Going on that, what take do you have on uh, Eddie Hall's um, uh, form and how he does it when he did that big deadlift? And he talks about, and he actually actually does a video how he describes how he is stronger with his back curled over. I am. And the way he rolls. Yeah. Just just on the side note, I was actually there in uh, in Leeds when he he did that deadlift. I was there in the crowd. I bet that was sick. Quite possibly the best thing I've ever witnessed in front of 10,000 people. I mean, I don't get excited about much. I was jumping up and down. I nearly cried when that happened. Um, and it was, the room was electric when he did that. It was absolutely incredible. I bet they hyped it up before as well. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because obviously it was, it, it was on the cameras as well. It was for TV. Um, so you got Colin Bryce who runs the strongman. You got him hyping the crowd up, getting everyone to chant. And yeah, that was incredible. But um, I mean, everyone, everyone's got their own way of, of, of doing things, I suppose. Um, because there is a thing, is it, is it, is it a Jefferson curl that is like that? Is it the Jefferson curl where you, you, you walk, a lot of people warm up with it, where you, you like fully roll your spine, roll over with a bar and you roll it all the way down your legs and you like, you roll your, you literally go into bad form. Oh, okay. And you keep, okay. is it Jefferson, might be a Jefferson curl. I think it's a Jeff, I think it's a Jefferson, Jefferson squat. I don't know what it's called. It's called something and. A lot of people at CrossFitters use it quite a lot yeah. as well to warm up, but like um, I've seen powerlifters warm with it too, and it feels great. Like you don't put too much weight on, but you stand on like a box so your toes are off, so you can reach right down. Yeah. But you go from like you have the weight and you go chin in, 
So people who are listening to this, I'm I'm trying to, to, to describe what I'm doing with my chin in and then like roll you took your chest in. Yeah. And you go to like Eddie's form basically, because you keep the bar on yourself. And okay. it like warms I don't know I suppose it would, it would stretch the up. spine as well. And yeah, yes, and stretches gets your hamstrings like not fired up as they would if you just isolate them. Yeah. But basically a bit like how Eddie, Eddie Hall lifted it, apart from his legs. Yeah. Um, which I do love with the deadlift, which is something I learned as well, is when you think about it as a push, not a pull. Yeah. That feels great. And I transfer that into cheer now. So with basket tosses, with partner stunt tosses, with stunts. I talk about push your feet into the ground, push your yeah. feet into the ground. Push your, it's never throw your arms, do this, do that. It's push your feet into the ground. And that all came from the deadlift. Yeah. That's such a great feeling, try and push the world away. And yeah. I can see why lifting so much weight doing that feels great too. Like just pushing your feet into yeah, the ground, keeping your head them. down, just keep your chin down and push your feet. Yeah. Like up. It, it must feel great with a lot of weight. Yeah, it does. When, when you get to the top of that lift, then you lock whatever the lift is out. Um, it is. It's a, it's a pretty good feeling. So I know you don't go deep into the science and stuff like it's just a hobby. We've we've noticed that with your food as well. Like it's it is serious, but it's not serious. Yeah. It's, I think when you start messing with your food and you start messing with loads of stuff, then that's when it becomes real serious, and oh, yeah. you might start to lose the love for it. Cause that's why people lose the love for stuff when they go so deep and, and invested in it. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but do you find that your training's getting more scientific? <clears throat> um. Yeah, I think over the years it's definitely there's definitely been a different approach to it. Um, obviously now each <coughs> each and every session we go in. Um, I, I hope it's not a COVID cough. No, it's not. We did do our uh, temperature checks, guys, yeah. uh, before, before <laughs> we started. It's certainly not we a COVID did. cough. It's and just we did um, wash our hands. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a cough. That I have. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll go in. Got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll go into each session knowing what I'm doing. Uh, I'll have been in contact with my coach on the way over to the gym. He tells me what to do, what weight, how many sets, how many reps. Um, so there's there's definitely always structure to to what I do. Um, and I suppose with the, with the scientific stuff, I always try and lift to the, the best possible standard I can. Um, again, so like form, what I mean like form, not scientific as with form, but that's yeah. biomechanics, but like. Is form coming into it a bit more? Because, like, strongman is very, like I say, there's, there's very abnormal ways of picking stuff up because that's where you're strongest. And then why do we, I don't know, like the Atlas Stones, they, they're curved when they pick yeah. them up. They pull oh, them close yeah, to it their body. Horrible, it? Yeah. But that's their strong way of doing it. Why don't we deadlift like that? Why are we told to deadlift with this neutral straight back? Yeah. No, 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 no. That is, that's a good question, really. Um, like you say, did Eddie Hall get his deadlift form from being a, an amazing Atlas Stone picker? Because that's how you pick, pick a rubber. That's pick not really <laughs> pick a rubber. That's like a child watching World's Strongest Man on Christmas Day. Mommy, the picker up in the, the stones. <laughs> like he was really good at the stones, and then his deadlift came from there. I think. Yeah. Like, is that where he got the? Did he did he think that? He's not telling no one. I but... think I think as well the sheer size of him. When you're going to be, <laughs> yeah. again, I think Eddie Hall is. I think he's six one. Six three, so it's, it's a couple of inches taller than me. Uh, hundred and I think it's hundred and ninety kilo when he pulled that deadlift. Hundred ninety three kilo. Yeah, that he was is, unhealthily big though, weren't he? That that was a bit where he yeah. was like, "I'm going to do it," and that's when he stopped, didn't he? And I know that people have it, yeah. teased him for it after, but I think what a brave thing to do because he's been teased for it by people who he competes with or against. Like, yeah. oh, so you're not going to win strongman again? Well, no, actually, because because I'm so mm. short compared to everyone else. Yeah. And not naturally, not naturally gifted, but he basically says he had to nearly die yeah. to win World's Strongest Man because he was so fat, and he was fat. Like he was, yeah, he was un- unhealthily. But he had to do that to, to like with his. He explains it with the truck pull and and the lifts like that. Yeah, and to do the deadlift, the fat was there to keep his body together. Like, and he, he would never have got that if he wasn't so big. But mm. I think that was very brave of him to say, you know, what, I'm done. I've got kids. I mm. now need to make money a That's different it, way. Yeah. He he did. And has done what he said he was going to do, and then he's gone right. I've done that. Why do I need to do it again? I, I mean, yeah, I think it's good because of the the ridicule he has got from why well, you you yeah. only done it once. And I remember on one of his videos, the actual dude who owns the gym he trains at was like, well, "Yeah, you only won it once, didn't you?" And then dropped out. Like, and, <laughs> and I saw on a video, and I was like, "What?" Wow. But he just dealt with it like, yeah, mm. because he understands that his family. That's it. Yeah, I mean, to some people, once is enough. To some people, once is not enough. Uh, obviously, for Eddie. 
once was enough, and then he has to then put his family off into the aspect. He's of been it. so clever though because he's taken taken what he's done and made money out of it. Oh yeah, he's well, yeah, he's, he's absolutely. On a deadlift, I know he said I'm only doing it if you pay me, didn't he? Yeah, I think he. He said he, to the owner, like, I, I, I can pick it up, can you? How much yeah. did you pay me to he, do it? Yeah, they joked about it, didn't they? About two years before they actually did it. Um, and yeah, I believe he got quite some money for doing that. But That's yeah. clever. And as I say, yeah, he's, he's, he's now come away from Strongman. He's now doing, you know, a lot more promotion stuff. Um, always seeing him on social media doing something. And obviously, they've got this, this fight coming up next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they're going to get a big payday from that. But the world of sport has gone crazy, yeah. man. It's just a giant show now. One thing I'll, I'll do tip my hat off to 84, though, is um, is bringing the Arnolds over here next year. So we're having um, the Arnold Classic at the NEC next year. Oh, sick. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to be uh, that's going to be pretty pretty awesome. Is it the Arnold Classic or is it is it the second one? Is there two um, of them or is it the or is it just the same company? So I, I believe Arnold Classic, it, it travels around the world. That You have it in Australia, uh, I think Ohio, uh, Spain, maybe somewhere else that I can't remember. There's about five or six different places around the world it goes to throughout the year. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure whether we've ever had it over here. I'm not too sure, but yeah, as of as of next year, the Arnold Classic will be in uh, in Birmingham, in EC. Oh, sick! So, can you can you qualify for that? I would there's, imagine there's so. Yeah, there, right. Um, I'm not too sure on the details yet. I would I would like to think um, they would hold some sort of powerlifting there. Yeah, as they do they do with body power. Um, they hold the powerlifting meet there, and that that federation is kind of the federation I spoke about earlier. Uh, it's kind of our like the, the federation or computer is kind of like the, the rival fed to us. So yeah, it'd be pretty cool if if uh, the GPC who I compete with could get a spot there and and hold like a a pro show of some sort. Um, That'd be nice to qualify for and go and compete. Out yeah, there. definitely. Uh, we what did we say? We the, the GPC did have it uh, all lined up this year to hold a, a pro show. So when I say pro show, it's invite only. There's money involved. You get people from all over the world that are invited. Um, and yeah, there are some some quite big sums of money up for grabs. Oh well, hopefully, like I, yeah, that'd be, that'd be, that'd yeah. be so sick. And and to say like you seem quite excited about the Arnold too coming here, like to compete at it as well. Oh yeah, that'd the be first time here would be great. I think a local girl, Chloe Brennan, she's qualified, right? I don't know if it's for this year or is it for is that for the yeah she's qualified. She's she's the under is under sixty three kilo strong woman or something. Yeah. Like. yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Actually, uh, you know, if she's watching this, I actually inboxed her to come on the podcast and she ignored me. So, rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I, I know people. I don't know Chloe personally. I know people who know Chloe. I follow her on uh, on Instagram. I used to uh, trampoline with her. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Small world. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not known her through uh for a strong woman career. Yeah. Um, she's doing amazing things. Um, but yeah, I used to trampoline with her. Yeah, small world. That'd be sick if you could beat there. Um, let's wrap that up, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, you're thanks Thank for you opening for yourselves me. up to the story, and then we'll get you back in when the studio's done as well. Um, yeah, look forward to it. And um, yeah, good luck in the future. Thank you. And I hope you uh, I hope you do get to compete this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm holding my breath. I'm holding my breath that uh, the GPC hopefully announce something for maybe November December time, but. That'll be sick. So yeah, a big thank you to you, big six foot absolute beast with a very good man beard. If you're on YouTube, you can see that he's got a very very good beard. Um, thanks for spending your time with me, and um, it's been a good catch up. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Thank Peace. You.